0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the ISI Life Podcast. Today I have an amazing conversation with Gerard Long, who is a Christian minister, an evangelist, an author, a motivational speaker, New York Times bestseller, and a former banking executive uh, who reached maybe the highest rank in the banking world that you could achieve and has since turned his passions towards ministry. And we have an amazing conversation about him and his wife and how they've reached the highest mountain to the deepest valley. And if you've ever been through anything tough, um, you can certainly relate to their story and how they got through it. And there's so much wisdom packed in this 30 minutes that um, you just can't really put into words, but you can listen and and check it out and and dive more into uh, Gerard Long and their, their ministry after this. So, ISI, a couple of things that we're about. One is the big five Fs, faith, family, faculty, finance, and fitness. Rather than each of them as their own compartment, how can we put faith at the center of our life and everything we do and how it can overflow and fill into our family and our relationships, our work, our money, and our fitness and our body and how we keep things. So that is really what we're doing with the ISI Life. And we interview different people, talk to different people, put on retreats so that we can keep faith at the center. And I wanted to use an example uh, that I recently just came across from uh, the Titanic, actually, because... The Titanic had 16 uh, watertight compartments at the bottom, and they thought it was unsinkable because of that. So, even if a few flooded, um, it wouldn't take it down. And what happened is that six of the 16 flooded and brought the whole ship down. And so, I bring that up because, in what we're talking about here, even though there's different areas of our life, um, how important it is to not let them, let, not let evil in. And what we can do with this podcast and with ISI and other people. Is to keep evil away by guarding our heart, um, by guiding our mind, by putting good stuff in and keeping evil stuff out. And this is just one way of many that you can keep those watertight compartments from taking on water in your life, um, even though it may happen. This this is this is ways um, that you can fight it against it. So, one of the uh, awesome verses that we use in ISI is Ecclesiastes ten ten, which says, "If the iron is blunt and one does not sharpen the edge, he must use more strength." But wisdom helps one to succeed and this conversation with gerard is is no short of that and this is a way that we can gain wisdom gain understanding of of god's word and what he has for our life and how we can become sharper uh, in, in what we do so without further ado i hope you really enjoy this conversation with gerard Long. gerard thank you so much for being on the isi life podcast today I've been excited for this interview and conversation for quite some time. So thanks for making some time today.
1: Sure. No, it's great to be with you. It's, a, it's an honor uh, to be able to share um, on your show. So thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. I know that everybody listening is um, will be excited to hear this conversation. Your story is unbelievable. It's powerful. And there's so many great lessons that we can take away from it. So why don't we just start by, you know, giving us a little background of your upbringing, who you are, and then, and then we'll get into your story and, and how we can relate that to the ISI life and what we talk about here.
1: Yeah, of course. So you can tell from my accent, I'm, I'm not from New Jersey or Chicago, <laughs> uh, originally from uh, the UK, first 44 years of my life were in the UK. Uh, family background, honoured, privilege that my ancestry on both sides go back to the Huguenots, were a group of Christians in, who were persecuted in France uh, and they were scattered. So it goes, it goes back many hundreds of years, brought up in a very strong Christian home. I saw the evidence of God's love in my, my parents' marriage. I came to faith as a young boy, did all the things <clears throat> the young, young Christians do, going to camps and Bible studies and all those good things. But in my mid-teens, I came to realize that I actually I'd received Jesus as my savior, but he wasn't my Lord. I had areas in my life that I wanted to control. Um, pleasure, money, mm. um, career, all of those things. I I'd sort of shut the door to Jesus being Lord in those areas. And <clears throat> I got it very much into middle distance running. And then in 1980, I had an encounter with God. I won't go into all the details. But uh, God turned up uh, in my room. There was no one else around, no Christians, no music, none of that. But God brought me to a point of total surrender. Hmm. And as I surrendered my life and basically said, okay, from here on in, I want to go your way, um, the, this liquid love filled my heart. I was completely transformed. I used the phrase, I, I fell head over heels in love with Jesus. Some people think, well, how does that work? Basically, hmm. in my heart through the Holy Spirit, I had, I had just a great love for Jesus, even though we can't see him, I just loved him so much and wanted to please him. Couldn't put the Bible down. So Someone said that the Bible is Jesus in print. So I guess that makes sense. I wanted to know yeah. as much about Jesus as I could and uh, wanted to tell all my friends. Um, I stopped swear, swearing overnight. I was completely changed. So anyway, wow. then, then I ended up marrying a beautiful uh, young girl uh, called Jeannie. We went to London serving God. Didn't know quite what we're going to do. Ended up um, serving as a pastor for for many years. But I was also bivocational. So I was actually in banking for 30 years as well. So I saw God move in the workplace during that time. And then in 1981, sorry, not in 2001, beg your pardon, um, the Lord brought us to America. um, Hmm. And that was a divine move of God. So... Yeah, that's that's and that, and that brought us to a point in 2004. I was getting these tremendous promotions in the bank. God was blessing me there, while also we're seeing God move. Um, then uh, we, we, the Lord. I remember saying to my to Jeannie, "Does life get any better than this?" Hmm. And we were at the top of the mountain. We had a great walk with Jesus. Had wonderful 24 years of marriage. Three wonderful children who all knew the Lord. Um, uh, in a great church, seeing people come to faith in our front. When we, we were doing Alpha, we'd done many, many Alpha courses, if you know what Alpha is. It's an introduction mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, basically. And, um, yeah, in that great job, earning a tremendous amount of money as a expat international banker in a, in, in this beautiful um, city in the North Shore Chicago. It was great. Life was great, absolutely great. Um, and then shortly after that, the Lord spoke to me and, and told me that I was going to go through a period of, Brokenness. So I'll pause there, Nick. I don't know wow. if you want to anything you want
0: to. Yeah. Um. Yeah. For sure. I, have a, I mean, a couple of questions. One was, you know, going back to when you, you know, you said that you were kind of covered in Holy Spirit, and that that moment, I was curious if was there a triggering moment, uh, was a speaker, an event, Were you by yourself. What I was just curious what what happened in that moment.
1: Yeah. Well, I, the Lord brought me to a, a place of realization of understanding that. Going God's way made absolute sense. I, I yeah. as I said, I, I sort of put God to one side in my mid-teens, totally so to focus on myself. I never stopped believing in God. It just, I was living for me. I was God. I was living as I was number one. It was my will, what I wanted to do. Um, got to a high yeah. level in in, in running. Um, had a had the beautiful girlfriend. Uh, you know, I was happy. I had lots of things. I was captain of the track team. We had Sebastian Coe and other Olympic athletes in our in our team. Um, but then, then I got injured. Um, I was off campus. My friends were away. God sort of had me in a place where he could speak to me. My brother wrote to me and said, Gerald, I I want you to know that God's got a plan for your life made out of perfect love. Well, I I just couldn't get those words out of my mind. That was on February the 13th. The next day was February the 14th. And I'm sitting there at my desk, Valentine's day, of course. And I'm, (laughs) I'm going through this. Hang on. My plan I thought you know it was a pretty good plan, but I yeah, how can I compete yeah. with the creator of the universe? He made the heavens and the earth. His his plan, his plan has got to be better than mine. So then, as I was going through that, and I was thinking, yeah, I felt the Lord speak to me, and it wasn't audible, but it was very clear in my mind. And I just felt God say to me, "Look, Jared, if you go my way, you may not get all the things you want on the outside, but I'll give you quality of life on the inside." Mm. And it was like a light came on, and I and I saw how much sense that made you know I could get become an Olympic runner get, earn millions of dollars and everything else but if inside I'm I'm miserable you know I haven't got any peace I don't have joy you know what, what what good is that on the other hand you can have nothing on the outside but if inside you've got the real essence of life which is love joy peace patience all of those good things you've got real life that's that's really living and mm-hmm. at that point that was what brought me to surrender and I just said okay God from here on in it's all you. It's all you. And as I yeah. did that, this liquid love, it was like the presence of God came into this room. And uh, there was that full surrender. We, we would call it repentance, full repentance. I turned around and said, okay, I'm going your way now. So it's what you want, period. Wow. And that's, I've, yeah.
0: That's awesome. I don't know that in all the episodes, I don't know that anyone's ever used the, the analogy that they, you know, Jesus was their savior, but not their Lord. And I do think that, there's a, obviously a difference there, and um, I think it's a, a really good one to draw using the example you had. Because a yeah. lot of times we can have have one, but we really it really isn't Lord of of all the things in our life.
1: Exactly, exactly. And, and by there's a great verse in Jonah, Jonah two verse verse eight it says, those who cling to worthless idols forfeit the grace that could be theirs. Hmm. So. Yeah, we can we can hang on to, to I want to be a you know millionaire for our for our own ends. We want to do this and want to do that, um, and you you can get those things, but it doesn't compare with God's grace. It doesn't compare with the joy and the love of walking with Jesus Christ and serving Him. No, it doesn't compare. Mm. And so, what choose choose which way you're going to go. You're going to put your all in for God, or you're going to have certain areas in your life that your Lord, your God. Yeah. And, and that's what full surrender. Now, most Christians, it takes, you know, all their life, this process of the Lord trying to convince us, look, don't hang on to that. <laughs> it's no point hanging on to it. It's not helping you. And it takes a long time. Or we can have full surrender right now and say, okay, Lord, everything. Everything is yours. I trust you with every part of my life. I'll surrender to your will. From here on in, it's not what I want. It's only what you want. And if we do that, then we we open the door, as it were, to the Spirit of God to fill us. Now we do receive, we receive the Holy spirit when we come to faith in Christ. That's, that's true. Every Christian has the Holy spirit. Not every Christian is filled with the Holy spirit. Muller, not Jordan, sorry. Um, Moody, DL Moody had a great phrase. He said, I need to keep on being filled. With the Holy spirit. Cause I leak. Cause I, leak. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, that's, that's so often the case we, we fall back into our old ways sometimes.
0: Yeah, the, no, we do. And yeah. what would be your quick, uh, I guess, antidote to that, or how do we keep being filled?
1: Well, my, one of my favorite verses is Proverbs 4.23, above everything else, my child, keep your heart, because out of it flows the wellspring of life. No. Now, it's virtually, you, you can't control anything really in your life. Um, it's out of, outside of you. You, th- you may think you can, but you can't. Um, the thing you can control is your heart. God, God, calls us to keep ourselves in the love of love of God, as the Scripture says. Keep yourself in mm-hmm. God's love, and so we have to guard our heart from disappointments, discouragements, wounds, pain, uh, bitterness, envy, jealousy—all of those horrible things which be- can become weeds in our in our heart and take us away from our first love, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. They, they they actually crowd in and they choke the life within us. So we we have to keep ourselves, God. With the help of the Holy Spirit, that's why in Psalm 139, 23, 24, David said, search me, Lord, know my heart, try me, know my thoughts, show me if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in your way everlasting. That's the that's a wise prayer. Mm. Lord, I, I don't want to go astray. I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to do my own thing. I want only what you want because I know that's the best way. It makes sense. So that that's what I would advise people to do is be desperate, awesome. desperate to be right with God.
0: Mm good all right so thanks for going back there and uh yeah that's, that's some great verses and really really awesome and so you're you guys are here you're in the u.s things are are golden um you know yep. as, as good as you can imagine does it get any better than this yeah um, yep. and then things things happen
1: yep as i said you can't s- control anything and mm-hmm. um from 2005, after the Lord had said to me, Gerald, you're going to go through a period of brokenness, but through it, I'll glorify my name. Everything started to go wrong. You know the story of Job in the Bible. Um, mm-hmm. One thing after the other through 2005, we got to the bottom of the valley at the end of the year when on November the 8th, our beloved youngest son, Alex, he was just 17 years old, um, ended up taking his life. He committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And uh, our, our world fell apart. Um, from being right on the top of the mountain now we're in the darkest of dark valleys my wife went from shock to horror to, to anger to hatred to, to she lost her faith for two years she couldn't reconcile how a loving god could have allowed this to happen we've been serving Him with all our hearts for 24 years wow. and uh from being in a beautiful marriage suddenly now she's hating me and she wants to leave me
0: hmm.
1: and um so it was a, it was incredibly painful for two years i Gene ran from God, I, I, I ran to God. I used to get up in the middle of the night, go down to my study. And in that period, I, I, I used to cry until I had no more tears to cry. It was total, utter brokenness. Hmm. One of the, 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 my favorite verses um, is uh, Hebrews 4, verse 16. Uh, we go boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know, when you're broken when things have not turned out as you want you don't feel like praying necessarily mm-hmm. that's why you have to be bold but it's at the throne of grace that you receive what you need to journey on and I was I was working in the bank at the time uh, I had to, to work I had uh, two other children I had to keep loving Jeannie I knew the Lord wanted me to do that I, I needed grace I needed yeah. God's provision and so uh, and he gave it to me he enabled me to journey on it was it was just supernatural. And the presence of God, it says he's close to the brokenhearted, the presence of God in that time was just unbelievable in that room. Mm. Uh, I could sense his presence, and, I, and I, I knew God was with me. And he gave me three epiphanies in in that time. I, I've written about them in, in my book called Living Hope. Um, uh, one, one was of, of God's grace. Uh, another one was of eternity. I, I realized that this life is just a blip. It's just a vapor, as the scripture says. Um, and when you see your your life in the context of eternity, it changes how you view things. So now I could see that God was working something through what happened with Alex for his eternal plan and purpose. Um, there's, there's always, there was always a, pers- pur- pur- a, a reason, a purpose that God will permit things in our lives. Hmm. He's sovereign, so he could stop at any one, any one time. But if he's permitted it, he's done it for a reason. We see it in the life of Joseph and all that he went through, he went through. And then... At the end of Genesis 50, verse 20, Joseph says to his brothers, you intended this for evil. God intended it for good, for the saving of many lives. So God was preparing Joseph for what he had for him through all his trouble and pain and suffering. And you'll find everybody in Scripture through history, the very core of our faith with Jesus being tortured to death in front of his mother is suffering. Through that, God accomplishes his eternal plan and purpose. And so we're we're called as Christians to expect trouble. Jesus said, "In this world, you'll have trouble. You need to know how to journey through trouble." So I, I I was just grief upon grief. My my two months after Alex, my sister died of cancer. A few years after that, my brother died of cancer. Gina's nephew had died in a in a in a um, car car accident, and then the unbelievable mm-hmm. happened at the end of twenty in twenty fourteen, the eighth of May. Our beautiful. Uh, beautiful daughter rebecca she was 32 years had a terrible accident and she died in the in lake michigan she got hypothermia and she drowned so just just pain grief upon grief uh, upon grief and in that time i i've i've had to just cling on to god and receive his grace receive his grace um and god's shown me so many incredible things through the one of them that another epiphany i had was of god's heart for the suffering i said one of these times when i was after alex passed i was in my study weeping away and i felt an arm around me and it was so real that i looked up to see who was there There was no one physically there and then i realized through the holy spirit that actually it was jesus and i and i think what i saw was he was sobbing he was sobbing with me Hmm. And at that moment, I I came to realize how God's heart is absolutely broken with all the suffering that he sees in this world. He sees it all, breaks his heart. So then people say, why doesn't he stop it? Well, the answer is he's going to stop it. When Jesus comes back, there's going to be a new age and there's going to be an end to all that we see here. But before then, we know from Scripture, God doesn't want anyone to perish for eternity, (laughs) And so we realized in the purpose of the church, why are we still here on earth? I mean, in that period of brokenness, I just wanted to go to heaven. I didn't want to be here. So painful. But we're on here on mission. He's given us a mission to see precious souls rescued for eternity. So then you see the paradox in our Christian walk. On the one hand, God's heart's broken. On the other hand, he's calling us to be his hands and feet to rescue those who are in darkness and those who are suffering and hmm. in pain. So um, anyway, after Rebecca, Jeannie was going to commit suicide. She, she'd just recovered. She'd surfaced uh, after Alex in that eight-year period. Our love was restored. Our marriage, her, uh, our ministry was restored. Her faith was restored. And then, bang, she's hit with, with Rebecca passing. And so she, she became like a zombie. And she, was, she went upstairs. I remember her going upstairs into, the, into her, her room upstairs. And she came down. Her face was absolutely shining.
0: Hmm.
1: It was shining. Her eyes were ablaze and I I jumped up and I said, Jeannie, what has happened to you? Mm. And she told me, she said, I went into this room. I wasn't going to come out of that room. I'd had enough. I couldn't go on. And this room, a room filled with light. And she said, I had this sense of this unbelievable love that was just wave upon wave coming upon me. But not just love, joy, a joy that came on me. And she I mean she was transported to heaven, sort of thing, because she was amazed. And she said, I had an awareness of Rebecca and Alex. They were they were behind me. She said, I didn't need to look because I was so enamored with, with she knew it was Jesus in front of her. And he, he spoke many things to her. Uh, one of them was, Jeannie, your grief is not your own, which is bizarre words when you think about it. Your grief is not your own. Mm. So she came downstairs and um, uh, we, we were just broken together and said, Okay, Lord, what do you want to do now? Now just backtrack a minute shortly after alex had, had had passed um i was i was asked to to come and lead alpha usa if you know what alpha is i mentioned it earlier oh, yeah. on mm-hmm. well, i had a huge banking career but I, I i knew i had this after i saw this i had this epiphany of eternity i was even more i'd always, I'd always had a heart for the loss but now i'm desperate for for people who are heading for the wrong place for eternity and so this, the thought of being able to, to uh, help serve and lead in this organization was huge. So I, I knew it was God. And so I stepped down from my banking career, took a 70% drop in salary and then said, okay, Lord, uh, I'll serve there. And so I had amazing, amazing eight years with Alpha USA. Rebecca in that time came to work with me there. She became the national director of Alpha Youth, was doing huge things for the kingdom. She was such a godly woman, so godly. And um, so, but now after after she'd gone home, we realized God was calling us to this other calling, and we started another ministry called Awakening to God. Ministries based on Isaiah sixty one one to four, the verses Jesus quoted when he started his his public ministry. You know, the Spirit of the Lord's on me; He's anointing me to preach good news to the poor, to bind up the brokenhearted, release for the captives, and freedom from darkness for the prisoners. So that's what we've been. That's what we were doing for for the last sort of, eight years or so. Um, and then we had another calling uh, last year into the current ministry. I'm still doing ATG, but my main focus is now on this thing called prayer at the heart. Um, but I'll pause there because we covered a lot in that little section there. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. There. I mean,
0: it's it's unbelievable. And I, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine what those moments have been like in your study, just weeping and with you and your wife and. Uh, the kids and going through all that. I mean, just a a couple of questions is how did you not, I know it's the power of God and power of Jesus, but how did you not crumble and how did God restore your marriage? And then we can get out. And then I'd like to you know move on to talking about ATG and prayer at the heart.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, um, there were, there were two times when I I knew the, my biggest challenge was to keep on loving Jeannie because she, she was, she hated me. And I was trying to love, her, and she was just used to throw it back in my face, and um, it was so painful. Yeah. Um, and there were two times when I said to God, "I can't, I can't, I can't do this anymore." But I said, "I know, I know you want me to," and mm. and, and and therefore you've got to give me more grace. You've got to, I, I've got to have more love, more grace. And I went to bed, went back to bed. I used to go weave and then go back to bed for a couple of hours before getting up for work. And I woke up. And I had more love in my heart um, for, for Jeannie, and that's God. That that has yeah. to be God. That happened mm-hmm. twice. So, you know, the story, Nick, out of all of this, is is a story of God's amazing grace. I I know that I'm I'm just a part of dust. You know, it's uh, I, I can do nothing apart from Him, and but my story now, my witness now, my testimony is to say to anybody, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. Whatever you're going through, I know. God's grace is sufficient for you. a so Second uh, Corinthians twelve nine. He said that to Paul. God's grace is sufficient for you. Hmm. He will give you whatever you need, not not just in not just in terms of love and joy and strength and wisdom, but financially whatever if it's that whatever you need for your for the journey that He's called you to. The promise in Scripture is that His grace. I call grace Jesus. Really, <laughs> grace really mm-hmm. is the life of Jesus. In, in John 16, uh, 14, or 13, 14, um, Jesus said of the Holy Spirit, he will take from what is mine and make it known to you. Mm-hmm. Now, what is, is Jesus' Jesus's life, his victorious life, given to us, his body broken, given to us, made real to us. And that's the life that he calls us to live through. Not, not We can't do anything in our strength. Well, we can do, but it doesn't get us anywhere. <laughs> we, we do things in his strength. And from what he's given us, in fact, any strength we've got is only him anyway. It's only by his grace that we exist. Mm. It's all him. From him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Oh. So, so we have to understand that. And therefore, we, we we come to totally depend on God. So the answer to your question, how do, how do I get through? Only by God's grace. And that's the, that's the great testament I can say to anybody now. Whatever you're going through, could be relationship, could be marriage, could be work, could be loss. Uh, pain suffering whatever it is there's a there's a throne of grace that you can go to to be strengthened to receive what you need to journey on to give god the glory it's all about his glory that's all, all we're here for is to bring glory to jesus and mm. and his victorious life so that was the, that's the answer what was the second question just remind yeah. me
0: yeah no i mean just the fact that you're able to get through that and not and not give up on god yeah and I mean, it sounds like you got to points where you almost did yeah. want to give up, yeah. but you, no, you I, didn't.
1: It was close in certain sense. There was one time early on where, where, where I, I said to God in my brokenness, Lord, I, I, I thought you were my friend. Mm. I, I felt this sort of this pain inside. I think it was the Holy Spirit almost shouting out, no, you know, that's not true. He is your friend. I just for a moment got into darkness. For a moment, I didn't understand and see that God was working something bigger out of the pain I was going through. Um, mm. And that's, you know, when, that's when we lose faith. We, 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 we move away from the promises in Scripture. And he said, I'll never mm. leave you or forsake you. He's, no. he's totally in control. So if you're a child of God, think about it. Think about if you've got children, think about how you love your children. God loves us more than that. And he's sovereign. He holds everything together by the power of his word. So is he going to allow anything to happen to his beloved outside of his perfect will? No. Now, if you take yourself outside, that's a different story. If you make a, a clear decision to say, I'm going to go and sin, I'm going to go and steal or, or gamble or commit adultery or whatever it is, you're bringing that on yourself by doing that. But if the things have come to you through no fault that you're aware of your, of your own, you can trust God that he's mm-hmm. worked something through this for, you, for his glory, huh. for your good and for your good.
0: Yeah. thank God yeah. you did. I mean, for you, cause it, you know, it really led to, um, you know, all the powerful work you did with alpha alongside all those and, you know, in our, in our company and, and in many other places, um, we've, you know, used yeah. alpha and yeah. it's been a great program and Good. Uh, unbelievable. And, you know, obviously you had to go through that to do that. And also, you know, what you're doing now with awakening to God and with the prayer at the heart.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, wow. he, he prepares us for, for whatever it is. Yeah, Last year with waiting to God, It's basically it's messages of comfort and hope to those who are suffering. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it's online, but we also do clean water wells in India and and mosquito nets and things like that. Um, last year we, we, we estimate we reached 42 million people online. And we've had so many messages back and say, oh, you've helped me, people come to faith, help wow. people in their suffering, ho- hopefully stop them from suicide, things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, God. God takes the pain and turns it around for His glory. Wow.
0: is there a way for you know the ISI audience, anyone listening, to um, get involved with ATG or with prayer at the heart?
1: Yeah, well, you can go to ATG it's uh, at waitingtogod dot and have a look. We we're doing mm-hmm. at the moment we're doing podcasts um, for uh, pre-marriage. and oh, also okay. for, uh, we we're launching soon a, um, a zoo a, an online group sorry for people suffering with mental health. Um, the moment there's one that I say for the pre-marriage as well. We've got a prayer line there. Um, and and if you want to give towards the poor, then you can do that online as well. And then prayer at the heart is, that's where I'm putting most of my focus now. That's where God's called me to. It's a, it's a very, very exciting initiative that's going on to, to, to ignite a great awakening across America. Mm. Um, it's very powerful. It's following Jesus's words. His, his instructions to let our light shine. The battle over America is not flesh and blood. It's the spiritual forces of darkness in the, in the heavenly realms. We know that in Ephesians 6 and 12. But Jesus said, let your light shine. The way you deal with darkness is to turn on the light. Yeah. And so when he says that, he's making a strategic statement. And then in Luke 9 and Luke 10, he gives us the strategy, the tactics, if you like, to deal with the darkness. And similar passages in Matthew and and, and Mark as well. So first of all, he sends out the the 70, sorry, the 12. And then then he repeats the the instructions to to 70, so 72 disciples and says, same thing, go through the land, show people what my love looks like, I'm I'm paraphrasing. And uh, they come back to Jesus in Luke 10. the first thing he says to them is, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. In other words, as we go, the church goes as one, so all tribes and tongues and nations, go through the land, show people what God's love looks like, um, pray, seek his face, humble ourselves, turn from our wicked ways, that's 2 Chronicles 7.14. As we do that, the darkness has to lead, has to yield. The darkness, which we know in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4 causes the blindness, Satan causes the blindness over people's eyes, they can't see the glorious truth of Christ Jesus. Now, I saw that with Jeannie when she was in total darkness. She, yeah. wasn't, seeing, she wasn't seeing logically. She couldn't see the things of God hmm. because of that darkness. And, and the Lord showed me, just keep loving, keep loving, 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 because in love is light. In love is light. And as I did it bit by bit, the light started to dawn, and she started to see things differently. Hmm. And so when we share his love in the, in the land, we're letting the light shine. That clears out the darkness that's blinding people's eyes. So that's the vision. That's the tactics. We want to we want to see sixty three million people come to faith in Christ over the next three years or so, um, wow. and a transformation of the of the nation, turning back to God. Prayer being at the heart of every individual, family, church, community, city, nation, which is Jesus, you know, because prayer really is is just communing with Jesus and and the Father and the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit too. So that's that's what we're that's what our vision is. To see happen yeah. and, and it's starting we're starting to see things happen it's, it's very exciting oh, again you can so go to horrible. prayerattheheart.org you can see what's okay. going on get involved we're just about to launch something huge here in Ohio so um, yeah get involved get involved you can sign up on, online and uh, love to welcome you in that and be part of it be part of this great tsunami wave of God's love and light going through the land
0: wow awesome. Wow. And we'll, uh, we'll have all this in the show notes at the different, you know, awakening to God at Oregon prayer at the heart. So people can check it out. So powerful. Um, Man, what a blessing. um, All of that has been, even though I can't even imagine um, the dark times, but the fact that it, you know, God uses it all to, you know, bring it to where you are now and all the, all the millions of people that you and your wife and others have impacted. So, Mm. wow. What a blessing. Well, Gerard. Outside of outside of that, um, some of the questions I always ask guests, just um, you just as we kind of wrap up, is for you. And I, I, have a feeling I might know what you are going to say. But for you, what when it comes to joy, what brings you the most joy?
1: <laughs> yeah, you've you got it already. My my joy is in, in my in my relationship with Jesus Christ. He's my all, He's my all in all. Um, I love him mm-hmm. with every every atom I've got, every cell of my body, and I live to please him, um, and that's my motivation to lay my life down is is that love that's second yeah. uh, Corinthians 5, 14 and 15 the love of Christ compels us so mm. so yeah that's my jo- that's my joy comes to the holy spirit the holy spirit is here to make jesus known to us as i mentioned earlier and so the holy spirit is is a key is key in that and the, and the word you probably can tell i love i love scripture i memorize scripture i feed on scripture yeah. uh, and that's that, that would be a key there was a survey done uh, looking at Christians' lives and seeing how they cope with trouble, which Jesus mm. promises in John 16, The ones who did the best were the ones who had memorised Scripture. So I, mm. I, I can't emphasise and encourage you enough to memorise Scripture. In fact, I'm just, I've just started a, a video live I'm doing across various channels where I share some of the Scriptures that Jeannie and I memorise every day and, and talk to each other. To encourage others to memorize them, because it's uh, it's incredibly powerful. I Can't, I yeah. can't emphasize that enough.
0: Are uh, the, the video? Are you guys doing it on the website or on YouTube? Yeah, we don't
1: do, do it on Facebook. We do it uh, on on um, where else it goes? So it goes onto YouTube. It goes onto in, I think Instagram. We're about to do one on Instagram as well. We're on okay. Twitter and LinkedIn. It goes across various channels.
0: Yeah, I'd love to check that out and see how you guys do it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Um, I know you've, I was going to ask you about books. Is there, you know, one you're reading now or, you know, one or two over time that's really meant a lot. I know you've written a couple, so yeah. we should probably mention those, but <laughs> outside of them. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. No, no I, 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 the, the, one of the, two of the books that sort of have, I've, I, I think have been very powerful in my life. One is called intercessor by a chap called Reese Howells, hmm. intercessor. And do you just see the power of God, how God worked, It's a fascinating read actually because you see you get a bit of a glimpse of what's happening in the heavenly realms. You see, we only see a tiny bit of what's going on. There's a whole other realm out there. And Reese Howes has the privilege of praying. So during the Second World War, he had these intercessors and they literally they literally influenced the outcome of, of various of some key battles that determined the result of the Second World War. So it's it's a great read. It's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, another one would be Heavenly Man by a chap called Brother Yuen. Again, you just see the power of God moving in and through his life, and that's one of the things that you know. I'm longing to see with an awakening is the presence of God coming and transforming a whole community, whole community. Suddenly, the awareness of not being right with God because that darkness is taken out of the way, and that. So when I when I, I love to read these stories. Um, hear about these incredible moves of God. So Heavenly Man's a very powerful one. Um, and then the the, the the books I've written, I've written a book called Awakening to God. Um, uh, and the late, the latest one's called Living Hope. Living Hope. Um, that's just it's fairly recent. It's been an Amazon bestseller. That's about the story, but really about how you find God's God's purpose for your life, his will for your life and how to journey through suffering. A lot of scripture in there. So yeah, that that um you get that you can get that on, on Amazon.
0: Yeah. And Was there an early one too? Breakthrough. Yeah, there was or? the
1: breakthrough. That was a sort of parable I wrote when I was when I was at Alpha, because I, I wanted to give people a tool to start a a, a, a um, spiritual conversation. So it's a sort of book that you would give to your un, your unsaved family and friends hmm. and so Have a read of that, tell tell me what you think, and let's have a chat. So it's a it's an easy way to reach your family, if you like.
0: Yeah. Oh, awesome. Thanks. I go to these podcasts and I want to go and buy and read all these books. I need to uh, space out more time to, <laughs> to be able to check out all these. I all sound so amazing. Um, that's So yeah, thanks for sharing. Those are, those are new ones that have not uh, been brought up yet. So fantastic. Uh, yeah, I know you mentioned memorizing scripture uh, and we've, we've certainly covered a lot of that here today. Is there a uh, like one life verse that or one that's really been meaningful to you either right now or over the course of your life?
1: Well, I, I mentioned one of them, um, which is, mm-hmm. which is Proverbs 4.23. Mm-hmm. And then, but the other one would be, would be John 3.16. Um, yeah. Which we all know. Hopefully we all know, you know, God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. And obviously, you know, that, that statement is so much more meaningful to me because of the pain that we went yeah. through with Alex, um, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I mean, in that verse, you have so you know that you have you have so much, so much of uh, mm. God's incredible love, and it's all it comes back to love. It's all about love. Um, yeah, that's got to be right. We have got to be head over heels in love with Jesus. And if we if we that love starts to dim, go to the Holy Spirit Romans five five. That love is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So so yeah, that's the key. That is the key. Huh. Um, and through that we we can walk through this life in the way that God wants us to.
0: Yeah. Uh, Gerard, so good. Thank you for um, all of this and sharing your story and, and what you're doing now. And hopefully, uh, I know this conversation will be a blessing and there's going to be so many things people can dive in and connect with uh, what you, what you guys are doing now. So uh, just thank you for all of that. And as we, uh, as we kind of wrap up this conversation, it'd be an honor if you'd uh, just close this podcast in a prayer.
1: Sure. Well, it's been a a privilege and honor to be with you. Yeah. Thanks. So, Father, we do we do want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts once more for your great love for us, Lord. Uh, I I don't understand it with my mind how you you do should love us so much, but you do. We know that because you you've said it in your Word, and uh, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for your Word, the Bible. Uh, we thank you for all that you're doing in and through our lives, and we thank you as we we look, t- lift our eyes up. And we see eternity stretch before us. Help us, Lord, each one of us, to give ourselves wholeheartedly to your will while we're here. To finish the work that you've assigned for each one of us to do. And in doing that, to bring you glory. So, Lord, we we lean into you. We thank you for your provision. And uh, we just want to say again that we love you. And we say all these things in the wonderful name of Jesus and for his glory. Amen.
0: Wow, that's one of those interviews where you just want to sit back and listen and hear the guy talk all day long. And that was such a, a pleasure and honor to have Gerard on. And I'm excited to actually just go into the website. There's tons of videos, a ton more for me to dive into because I really like a lot of the things he had to say. And I'm excited to get to know him more. And I hope uh, hopefully there's something in there that spoke to you as well. Um, everything is for our website is is hosted at the isilife.com. At the website, you can find all the different resources that we have to help you succeed in the areas of your life, the big five Fs that we talked about. It has all of our past podcasts. You can see different guests that we've had on. And for this conversation with Gerard, all the links to the various websites and books that we mentioned are all on there. So if you're never sure, um, you can just pop back there or you can also share that resource with somebody else that you think this uh, talk or prior talks may have been helpful. So with ISI, just a couple of things I want to touch on that... Uh, maybe helpful is we have two retreats really per year, spring and fall. We have our uh, men's retreat coming up this fall in September. It's um, it's a 24-hour. It's from Friday at noon till Saturday at noon, 24 hours. I say jam-packed, but there's a lot of actually like open time for you to, um, you know, have space to get away from everyday responsibilities that you have and, and really just spend time in connection with others and in prayer. And it's just an awesome setting that's going to allow you to um, you know, have a solid retreat that God wants you to have. So if that's of interest, we'd love to have you. Our next one is again in early September and all the information and the ability to is on our website. And then also we do Stay Sharp Saturdays. So with little jolts, uh, it's a one hour thing. The first Saturday of each month, we rotate different speakers through the five F's and it's just a nice little way to connect with people from the ISI audience and help you just kind of reframe and resharpen um, in between our life's craziness. So if that's uh, something that you sound interested, it's 7.30 to 8.30 a.m. on the first Saturday of each month. So you can go on our website and get the Zoom link for the You can RSVP just so we know who's coming or you can just grab the Zoom link and and show up and we'd love to have you there. So I wanted to uh, spend a little more time just talking about the takeaways I had from our conversation, which are there's so many, but I, I summarized a few things. And number one was the power of memorizing scripture. I've done different scripture memorizations over time. Sometimes I get really good at it. Sometimes I, I get, you know, I suck at it and I can just see the power of it and it just kind of like flows through how he talks and how he thinks. And it's such a part of who he is. And it was really motivating to me to hear him talk about uh, memorizing scripture. And in John sixteen thirty three, he mentioned how that basically we're going to have troubles and how scripture can help us combat that. So, I don't know if you can be much more clear than that but that really jumped out to me uh then the second part was the difference between savior and lord and i just you know googled the actual definition of those and savior is someone who saves which uh if you believe in jesus then he'll save you know your life and allow you to go to heaven and lord so what's the difference between savior and lord lord is someone of power authority influence the master the ruler so how does that relate to the five f's you know is he the master and ruler of all those those big five f's that we talk about and i say so good gut check and um maybe a way to calibrate depending on how you would uh, determine yourself in those and then proverbs 4 23 above all else guard your heart for everything you do flows from it um just so powerful and then the last verse that he gave was john three sixteen: for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Kinda of the uh the home run, the touchdown verse, but uh such a good one to to read and really every word and how powerful it is. And he talks about love and he talks about grace. Gerard talks about grace a lot. So I wanna just uh end talking about grace. And grace actually uh comes from the Hebrew word, which I pronounce it Shannon. um, and it means to be considerate, to show favor and that God is gracious would mean that he is favorably inclined toward us, that he wants to show favor to us and to do what is best for us. And by that meaning God is gracious and graciousness is not something that he puts on and takes off depending on the situation. He is always gracious. He does not decide to show us grace. Rather it is just who he is. And because he's gracious, he demonstrates grace in everything he does. So awesome. Um, so hopefully there's some good stuff in there uh, that jumped out to you. We'd love to hear any feedback you have uh, on this podcast, ways to make it better or anything you got from this conversation. We'd love to hear from you. So let us know. Uh, thanks for listening and stay sharp and sharpen others by sharing this podcast or any, th- any of the other ISR resources with someone in your influence uh, that may need a little, uh, may need a little love or a little bit of encouragement. So stay sharp and God bless.